on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. This podcast could be a little um, uh, uncomfortable, so I'm, I'm going to come out at, right at the beginning and say that I'm going to try not to give people the benefit of the doubt because this needs to be said. It, it could it could very well be, you know, cause some friction, um, but people need to hear it and we need to talk about it and it needs to change in 2023. Welcome to In The Rack Podcast where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. This is episode 52, by the way. I screwed up. I, 52, I told you it was 53 damn. and I screwed up. Uh, we had that A and B that gets me every time. Oh, uh, so technically, so kind of. Yeah. I know that A and B screwed me up, but yeah. we're on fifty-two. All right. Yeah. It's a fact, though. Could be fifty-three. <laughs> yeah. It technically could be. Could be fifty-three. Could be, be fifty-two. That's just not how Apple shows it. So yeah. Oh, we'll go we got to go with Apple. Yeah. Apple. Apple's the end Apple all be all. Spotify. Yeah, they're the end all be all. They're the just they're like the, the Apple time is the right time. You know, if you if you say there's a time, like if we look up at the road clock. And that is wrong compared to your phone. The phone's right. The phone is always right. Apple's always right. I know. Just like that is kind of weird. Just like Google's always right. right? Yeah. That is kind of weird. Yeah. Now that you say that, we have to say that so we don't get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the truth. Google's though. always right. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Nonetheless. 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 Let's give the people the benefit of the doubt today. Oh, uh, let's and not. Just let's not, not say we did. We're not. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm coming out. This. This. This podcast could be a little, um, uh, uncomfortable. So I'm. I'm going to come out at, right at the beginning and say that I'm going to try not to give people the benefit of the doubt because this needs to be said. It. It could. It could very well be. You know, cause some friction. Um, but people need to hear it, and we need to talk about it, and it needs to change in 2023. And I think that's the intro right there. I'm yeah. going to use it. Yeah. I'm going to use yeah. it. So um, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I'm your host, Chad, and Nick, my fellow physical therapist, yeah. just crushing that the intro. Not, the non-giving the benefit of the doubt, Nick. The not the not so uh, giving that's today, right. even though tis the season, but not today. Yeah, not today. Um, Most of the time. The rest of the, the, the year I do, but not at the end of the year. Not at the end of the yes. year. No. Yes. No one gets the benefit of the doubt now. No. So today, uh, we are going to talk about a particular topic that might be a little uncomfortable for some people to hear, um, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, so um, not only does it have to be said, but I will say that if you are one of those people that actually feels uncomfortable or maybe takes offense to some of the things that we're saying, then you are the person that needs to listen to this episode, I think. I mean, personally. Yeah. Uh, you need to just keep on tuning in because um, it's real talk, and this kind of all started uh, when I was in Disney, and that was like about a month or so ago. And it's uh, it it was pretty eye opening, not so much for me, but more for like my wife and especially my kids. Some of the stuff that they were saying was pretty wild. So I'll get into that into a minute. But um, so we wanted to end the year uh, of 2022 and start 2023 with the topic of. Uh, we're gonna call it like health shaming. Health shaming. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean that's exactly what it that's, is. That's that's what it is. And yeah. and we're gonna 
we're going to definitely put an emphasis on like not only health shaming, but respecting your own health as we dive into 2023. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about that if you are that person that's on the edge and you're like, geez, I don't know how I'm going to do this or yeah. what I'm going to yeah. do to change this, then yeah. we're going to give you some tips to uh, kind of yeah. work on that going into the new year. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so this started at Disney about a month or so ago, and we were hanging out by the pool, my wife myself and my three children while they were in the pool uh my wife and i were just hanging out on the side of the pool and um my kids ended up coming up to me later that day and they were like dad what's up with all the people around here and i'm like i don't know what you mean you know because i'm trying to like play cool and there was uh let's just say a lot of unhealthy people hanging out around the pool you know and my wife and i are obviously we take good care of ourselves you know so we are the um, minority at the pool. And, you know, it kind of almost makes us feel uncomfortable. And I've talked about this before. Um, and I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit. And I actually, I, I ended up <laughs> texting Nick and I said, dude, I got a podcast topic that we got to talk <laughs> about. This is it. This is what it is. You know, um, it was between that. And as we actually went into some of the parks, amazing how many people were either in wheelchairs that didn't need to be. <clears throat> and when I say I didn't need to be, meaning that they literally would get out of the wheelchair yeah, and go, go do something. Yeah, and do yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on, man. Go get on a ride. Yeah. Like walk to get on the ride. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there were tons of people in these um, motorized carts, yeah, you know, like the ones yeah. you'd see at the grocery store, you know, yeah. with a little like, you know, basket in the front, just kind of rolling around. Yeah. And um, first of all, super dangerous because none of them know how to drive them. Um, they can't see or hear. Um, <laughs> so and, and it just kind of creates these behavioral habits that is very like not only damaging to themselves but damaging to these younger generations that are watching this happen and i want to talk a little bit more about that into you know how that not only are these people like it's they may think that they're not um hurting anybody but in actuality they are because they're influencing everybody around them whether it's their own children whether it's like family members whether it's yeah. friends whatever you know um and you know, I, I know, you know, we've talked about this before, but to go walk up to somebody like, for example, like, you know, somebody that's like super healthy and say, man, you're in like really good shape. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. or they come up and say, what are you doing it for? You yeah. know, why do you even waste your time doing that? Yeah. Like, are you competing? Like, what or do you play like a sport? Like, yeah. there has to be a reason behind it. I can't yeah. just do it because I want to. Right. Um but it's, it's okay to do that, but it's not okay for me to walk up to somebody and say, why do you take such terrible care of yeah, your Yeah, why do you eat all that junk? Yeah, why are you yeah, eating that shit, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's okay for you to come up to me and yeah. be like, oh, rice again yeah, and yeah, chicken yeah, or, you know, yeah, lean meat, whatever, yeah. you know? And I think it's important, too, to, to just off the bat say that it's not okay to shame anybody. You know, we're not saying to go around and say, oh, this person's unhealthy you know, let's let's shame them to make them, you know, get healthy. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that there's a double standard right now. We've we've pushed this this movement of be okay with your body a little too far to the point where now we're actually hurting people's health. Yeah. We're saying be okay with your body so much so that people are continuing to do things that are unhealthy for their body, whether it's, you know, not move at all. And we're not even saying lift lift, you know, heavy weights. We're saying just move in general. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, yeah, no, keep eating all the processed stuff because you're okay in your own skin. Um, you, you know, that's the, the reality of it. We have this double standard there that you can 
it's it's very wrong to say any like doctors can't even say things to people anymore they're like eh, you're you're obese right they can't even use those words sometimes now so the fact that we can't even talk about that but then you can say you know you can you can make the comments chad was just talking about about someone who's trying to do those things and, and be healthy and yes you know sometimes people will look at, at, at you know more so chad um but chad and myself and, and think that we're a little over the top and maybe we are a little over the top but that is something that we enjoy doing too and we've created a lifestyle that not only allows us to try to work on our health day in and day out but um you know we, we have fun doing the things that we do to engage in those healthy processes and another thing from which i was talking about is looks can be misleading so you can have people that are uh, look healthy but on yeah, the inside totally. or not right you can have the uh, the, the people who very much, you know, may, maybe a, have a sl- more slender build. It's like, oh my gosh, they're, what are you, what are you doing? And they don't, you actually listen to them and they don't really, they don't sleep well. They don't eat well. They, they don't, they don't move enough. Right. You know, they're on computers all the time or whatever. So it, it looks can be certainly mis- be misleading. And, and yes, it, we will be the first to admit that we enjoy trying to work on the way we look, you know, so that is a different that that's the next level up realistically from from the health thing but to to go up to a person because they have that that specific physique and and say certain things to them because uh you know of, of the way they look or, or the way you you may think about it it's absolutely a, a form of shaming and it's not it's not okay you know and and i think we've seen so many people in our immediate community here make so many strides in the last couple years and we want them to keep on that train because health is a, a, a journey you live day in, day out. You don't just reach an end goal and like, oh, I'm healthy now. Okay, let me carry on. You know, you keep doing those things. You you try to get healthier each and every day. And we want the our, our, our patients and clients to keep doing that. But we fear that in this world where now that they start to lose a little weight, they get a little stronger, they their, their nutrition's a little better. Now they go to their their, crisp, their family Christmas party and they got family members saying things about what they're eating making them feel bad, that's what we don't want. We don't want that for our patients and clients, right? And that's the big thing we're talking about here with this whole, you know, health shaming. And, and you know, it happens on all levels. It's not just the the more extreme example, which I was talking about at the pool. You know, that, that example of the, at the Christmas party is very real. It's like, oh, why are you not eating that? Why aren't you right. grabbing that? You know, why aren't you having any pie? Oh, you're going to eat all that, you know, all the meat. It's, it's, you know, it's crazy when people interact that way, you, you get, you not only start to second guess what you're doing as a person on a health journey, but you you start to, um, you know, give in a little bit, and you know that's not cool. Yeah, not yeah. Cool I mean all. that 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 Christmas party that was a good example. I mean, how many Christmas parties I go to or events that I go to that's like, oh, Chad can't eat anything here. There's too yeah. many carbs. It's like. Yeah. Bro, why eat carbs? You know what I mean? But it's like, I just choose which type of carbs that I eat. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's not like, it's different than me going up being like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just grab this and you grabbed everything else? You know what I mean? Like, why don't yeah. you just put something else? Yeah. Why don't you just grab a second plate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's, it's, it does go both ways, you know? And when people are just like, oh, well, you're in good shape, so you shouldn't take it personally. It's like, no, it's just annoying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get it too all the yeah. time where it's like, you know, Nick has a certain way that he eats like you know, for example, like he loves his organ meats and people are just like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's fine. You can yeah. have that opinion. But guess what? Like at the end of the day, like that's a lifestyle choice that he's making for the right reasons. Yeah. Not I'm going to go to McDonald's because it's convenient. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think people just need to kind of think about it on both sides, you know, and not just one side. 
Um, and I, and I want to kind of bring this into like the next talk where it's like, okay, we know that health shaming is, is, you know, a thing. Um, we've talked about that a little bit, but now I want to talk about it and I kind of want to hit people where it hurts just a little bit. Um, and that was, that was my main thing that I saw down in vacation where it was like, my kids are noticing stuff like this and my kids will model some of the things that we do because both my wife and I work out, we eat healthy, you know, um, they know that they have to have a protein for every meal. They know that, you know? Um, but when you're not that role model and you're the type of person that's just like, Hey, you know what? Let's just go grab McDonald's on the way home. Or let's just, we're going to eat Mac and cheese every night or chicken nuggets, you know? Um, which is, I mean, chicken nuggets all depending on the chicken nuggets, but like, you know, (laughs) most of people just don't get the good stuff. So it's like, you know, you need to think about what type of role model you're being for your children. And, you know, and, and you're, your modeling of your behaviors carries over into your children and your children will behave like you yeah. both consciously it. and subconsciously. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, for sure. And that's not just like how you eat your food, but it's also how you deal with certain situations. I've seen this with my own kids. Like I've got issues with certain things. Like you guys all know this, like I'm pretty strict with my kids, you know? And it's like, I get frustrated with certain things. I'm like, Oh, come on. You know what I mean? With certain things that I do, and my kids will start saying certain things that we say. You know what I mean? Like, if my kid can't tie her shoes, she's getting pissed off. She'll be like, oh, come on. You know, and just throw the shoe. And I'm like, my wife will just look at me and be like, that's all you, Chad. I'm like, yeah, I know. So it's like, it's interesting how easy it is for your behaviors, not only your health behaviors, but how you deal with certain situations kind of carries on into your children. Yeah. And then that can carry on even for going sure. further. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, it's it's easy to overlook it right because it's it's the long term they may not when you do something in that moment right they may not pick it up right there and then and start repeating you like a parrot that's right but you'll start to notice it weeks later months later and you're like oh my gosh i've done this 47 times in that time frame you know so it it certainly is it's it's a gradual thing and it's not to say that um you have to and and i know chad has mentioned the mcdonald's uh, uh you know, um, example a lot. It, it, we're not saying that, oh, if you're in a pinch, you're on the road, you, you know, it's, it's, it's getting late. You're not going to be able to get home and make, is there a way you can go to McDonald's and, and eat healthier? Absolutely. Right. There's always an option. There's always a better option. So it's not to say you can't ever do that stuff or you can't ever do that. It's just being consciously aware of, of each decision you make and the, the, the effect it has on your health. And we're, again, part of the reason we, we're hesitant. I mean, Chad said the whole thing that kind of sparked this was um, his his trip to Disney. That was a month and a half ago, basically yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know, so we were, we've been talking about this for that amount of time, and we were hesitant to talk about this topic because we know that inevitably it's going to be hard for people to hear it from us because they know where we are from a health perspective on our health journeys, and we're not we're not perfect by any means. We're still working on it day in and day out and trying to learn more about it. You know, but the the goal is to, you know, improve each day, each week, whatever the case is. And and it's not all about being, you know, jacked, you know, and, and, and have a six pack and all that kind right. of stuff. We're talking about, you know, maintaining a healthy body composition throughout the lifespan. We're talking about having adequate hormone production, adequate hormone profiles, just being well nourished, electrolytes balanced getting good sleep, managing your stress levels effectively, you know, right. engaging with, with, with family, friends, yeah, coworkers, colleagues, things like that in, in your, um, you know, industry, things like that. So it's not just about, oh, 
get in the weight room, lift the weights, do your, you know, do, do your five, six, four, whatever, however many days you would go to the gym of weightlifting. No, that's, that's, that's just a piece of it. And that's a, a piece of how we maintain our, our health journey on the process. But it's not, you know, I, I really want to reiterate that because I don't want people to listen to it and be like, oh, well, look at them. I mean, they're just telling us you got to lift weights or you got to do this to be healthy. No, no. We want you to focus. You know, if, if your focus right now is on managing your stress levels, great, right? If you're, you're, right. If you're incorporating something like meditation or breathing exercises to, to help manage the stress that you feel you have too much of in your life, that's fantastic. I think that's awesome. You know, and if that's what you did instead of go to the gym, great. But if you just said, yeah, you know what? I'm a little tired. I'm not going to go to the gym today. And you literally just played a video game or did something that that literally is going to have no effect on your health. Yeah, maybe you could you could argue that it's helping manage stress, but that's 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 kind of what we're talking about, you know. And and that that leads you down the road of becoming metabolically unhealthy, and that's where the health shaming thing can be problematic. Is when people become metabolically unhealthy, you know, if you are, you know, obese or even just overweight by by you know. Um, by the book, you know, you're, you're probably metabolically unhealthy to some extent, right? And it's a spectrum. It's not just like, oh, you're either healthy or you're not. No, it's, it's, you're just farther down that, that road of on the unhealthy side. So you want to work your way back the other way, you know? So that's, that's just a piece of the, the picture for sure. Yeah, and I, I think it's like, where, where do we draw the line on when the excuses become too much, right? Like yeah, I get yeah. it. Like, I get there are things that happen. I get like kids are tough. I get like a job can be tough, right? Like you and I are obviously, we are very fortunate to work in a situation where we can also work out at our job, right? But that doesn't mean that we don't block out our time accordingly, right? Like we have made it so that we block out our time from 12 to 2 because we know that that is the time that we can get our workout in and we make it a point to do it Monday through Friday. What we do on Saturday and Sunday is up to us. But it's like we've made that point to do that. Yeah. The excuse is not, oh, well, we're time. just too busy. We don't <clears throat> yeah. have time. I've got children. I can't do it. Well, guess what? Yeah. Nick has a child. He was here at 530 this morning working out because yeah. he knows that right after this podcast, he has go, to go home go and he has to go yeah. do daddy duties. Yeah. Like yeah. that's just what it is, yeah. right? You have to make it a priority in life. And if you don't make it a priority in your life, it's going to take over your life. And that's just what happens. So. COVID can't be an excuse anymore. I'm sorry. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. over. It's gone. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. what we do now is is going forward. And I think that's why we're talking about now. It's like, this is a perfect time before 2023 for somebody to be like, all right, I got like one week, two weeks. Let's figure out how I'm going to regiment this, how I'm going to plan this going forward and make this like a journey, you know, because this is like a lifestyle change. This is not like an Atkins diet or yeah. like a keto diet, like where you're just like, I'm going to go on it for like 60 days and just see what happens. Yeah. That's not how this yeah. works. Yeah. You, you know? got to think of it like a journey. You know, there is, there is no end point. So you, you have to embrace the process because if you're trying to do something to, oh, I want to do this in a month or I want to do this. And it's great to have those, those short-term goals in, involved in the process, but you can't get caught up too much in those because inevitably people we see it all the time people give up on it right you do the fad diet you do it you lose the weight but it doesn't key it doesn't go at the rate you want it to or whatever the case is and and you ditch it right or it's too difficult to sustain and and you know it's so there was very much it was it was short term from the get-go and it, it's not going to last you know so you gotta you gotta invest your time to make things that are sustainable and and you can continue them on for the rest of your life you know and, and the the reality of it is the things that Chad was just talking about, you know, that we schedule at the time, all that kind of stuff. People always give us the excuse. Well, it's just, 
it's too much to, to be that healthy or to be that in shape or that fit. Yeah, of course, there's a cost. And the cost is your effort, your time, and your hard work, right? That's right. There's a cost to being healthy, but there's also a cost to being metabolically unhealthy. That's right. Right? Like, yeah, you might not have that cost. You, you might not have to pay that cost today, but you're going to pay it at some point, right? And and that is stuff that's largely unavoidable. Uh, or it's, it's avoidable, right? It's not unavoidable. It's very much avoidable because you can take the reins of that right now you know and and again it's not if you are in a, a place right now where you feel like you're in a very unhealthy place the the change won't happen tomorrow it won't happen next week it won't happen next month you have to give yourself the time and commit to it over the long haul and just you know make those changes gradually that's the best way to do it if you're trying to do it you know okay i want to be better by next week i want to be you know thinner by next month it's 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 the wrong attitude to approach it with, right? So there's, there's, it's certainly going to be challenging, but nothing good ever came, you know, came easy. Nope. So, nope. Yeah. So I want to <clears throat> kind of dive in a little bit more into the influence of parents on children. And um, there's tons of research out there to show this, that, that this is a thing in terms of like behavioral habits and how these can kind of fester into our children from ourselves, right? And, um, there's one study in particular that looked at um, uh, mothers and their children, and this was put out by the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, and they actually said that the less physically active a mother is, the more likely her child will be sedentary early in life. They also said that, <clears throat> you know, obesity is obviously on the rise. We know this, right? Um, and they said that, according to the CDC, that almost 9 million children and adolescents um, ages 6 to 19 are overweight. That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. So the percentage of overweight children ages 6 to 11 uh, more than doubled from 7% in 1980 to more than 15% today, um, while the percentage of overweight adolescents aged 12 to 19 tripled in that same period. So it was like from 5 to 15%. Yeah. And that that's, that's and then this week I think this is actually good that you're bringing this up because yeah. this week I think the CDC just increased the BMI for children. Oh no way! Yeah, so it, it, it the cutoff was like 37 for BMI for children. Jeez. They they bumped it up to 60. See why are they doing that? Exactly. It, so all these organizations and 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 our our medical professionals are literally just feeding this because we're saying oh we'll just increase you know the 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 range of quote unquote normal right because of our population. So the whole scale slides up. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The scale slide. So now it's, it's, and, and are they considering 60 normal? No. Right. But the fact that they're just opening that up to be like, oh, well, your, your child's off, off the charts. But maybe so, obesity it, starts at like yeah, 35, exactly. 27. But now, whatever. now, because it, it, if you as a parent went and saw your child's like literally, literally, literally not a number on the scale, you'd be like, oh shit, I got to do something right now. Right. But if you go and you're like, well, it's still on the scale, you might be more inclined to just carry on, you know, and that's that's not OK, not because okay. the children, if, if they're our future and if we're starting them off unhealthy like that, that's a big problem. Because if you are that metabolically unhealthy, that young, you can't expect your brain to function optimally. Right. You cannot expect them to have a good good opportunity to procreate when they're ready to do so. You cannot expect them to, you know, show up to, you know, the whatever they need to be at school, work, whatever in, in the future consistently 
if they're dealing with this level of unhealth right now, you know, so that is, is super, super important to, to just take a step back and be like, whoa, you know, and, and I think that the numbers Chad's giving you is, is a direct, you know, uh, reflection of that concept and, and our, our medical providers just not intervening earlier. Like we just say, okay, well, you're not off the charts yet. So right. let's, right. let's just continue on. Right. And some, some providers, you know, are, are certainly fighting this battle um, that we're talking about, but it, it's very much a, a cultural thing that we have to, you have to realize it yourself because if it's at the cultural level, the, 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 you know, systemic level, you have to, you have to realize this on your own and, and make these decisions for you and your family because they're not, it's not going to do it for you. System's not going to do it for you. The system's going to do the opposite for you. That's right. So you have to, we've, we've said this over and over again on the podcast, you got to be your own primary care provider because, um, unfortunately they're just, it's just not cutting it. The, the, the system we have established right now, hopefully it changes, but it takes time. It does we know it time. takes time to t- change systems. And we know that BMI is not the best scale, but I would say for yeah. an unhealthy <laughs> adult or an unhealthy child, that's also not very active. Yeah. It's probably a good scale for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to show you I where know. you're at. Yeah. Like for yeah. for the ha- the healthy or the active adult that probably has more skeletal muscle mass than normal, yeah. you're going to get screwed. Yeah. Um, you're going to be put in a category you don't deserve to be in, and that's just what it is. But I think for the gen pop that doesn't take care of themselves or doesn't like stay physically active, that's probably a not a bad scale. <laughs> to give you an idea of where you are on the health yeah. spectrum anyways. Yeah. And thank you, know. you for bringing up scale and muscle mass. So a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to put on any muscle. I don't want to, you know, I just want to lose a little, little, lose a little fat. Um, if you look at any disease process, any condition, and you look at if there's been studied the connection between skeletal muscle mass and that disease process, Basically, across the board, if you had the more skeletal muscle mass you have, obviously you can like up to a point, right? But for the most part, more skeletal muscle mass makes you more resistant to diseases, illness, conditions like that. So putting on a little more skeletal muscle, we can all benefit from it. You know, there's probably a very, very small subset of the population that is already, you know, muscular enough. But the vast majority, especially in the U.S., can, could benefit from adding a little bit of muscle. So the whole, like, I don't want to put on any muscle. No, it, it would do your body good. I promise, you know, for the vast majority of individuals out there, if someone is already a little too muscular, they're probably, they've already been trying to put on muscle. So it's, it's, it's probably not, not as much an issue for them. You know, they may have other things they need to work on, whether it's, you know, the hormone piece and, and, and that type of stuff or the sleep and the stress piece. But in terms of the, the, the general population, adding more skeletal muscle mass will be absolutely beneficial. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. I think it's probably beneficial to also talk about, so we are, everybody already knows what obesity is. That's, that's pretty easy to explain. Right. But what causes obesity, right? Like, cause so many people out there are like, oh, well it's genetics, man. My mom was on the bigger side. My dad was, I was just going to get it. And you know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that, Hey, the gene expression says you're going to be fat. That's not what it says. It says that, hey, you may be predisposed to certain things, so you probably have to be a little bit more cautious how, how you eat, you know? Um, but I think more importantly, we need to talk about the behavioral habits that, you know, for example, like what types of food we're eating, you know, how we're taking care of our health, as well as like the nutritional and sometimes cultural factors that kind of play play a role here. Um, because I think right now it's, it's not so much being like, oh, well, it's genetic, I'm going to be screwed. But I think that the root cause comes down to not only consumption of food, but probably lack of physical activity for the most part. And um, 
I will say like just just in my like uh, my research, they they say that a child with one obese parent has about a 50% chance of being obese themselves. Again, this probably goes more on the behavioral side than it does the quote unquote genetic side. Um, but when both parents are obese, the children have about an 80% chance, Yeah, you know, because yeah. where are they getting the influence from? Yeah. Their parents. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, I say it all the time to our, our patients and clients that the two biggest cop-outs in our healthcare industry are genetics and age. We constant. how many people do you hear go to a doctor's appointment? It's like, ah, it's just my, it's, it's my genetics. Yep. You know, totally. I got this cause it's just my genetics or I'm just get. they say I'm just getting older. You know, getting old sucks. And yeah, age is always a factor. Genetics is always a factor. That's not to say you, you know, oh, just because you're, you're 80 should be, um, you know, jumping the same height. And spread. No, that doesn't make any sense. We get that age is a factor. But does age mean that you should just automatically, you know, uh, get diabetes, get hypertension, get all this, these, these um, illnesses that, that we're riddled with today? No, not at all. You know, does it mean that things start to deteriorate? Yeah, because we're, 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 we're dealing with gravity for 80 years as opposed to 40 years, right? So, yes, it makes sense that, that it would be a, be a factor and play a role, but it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. And with genetics, the, the, the saying of, you know, genetics loads the gun, environment pulls the trigger is so immensely true. You know, and there is um, some, some very interesting data coming out. You guys know I talk, I've talked on this podcast a lot about toxins in our world, environmental toxins, air quality, tap water. You know, the things that we're exposed to, well, I mean, for the, the kids growing up in, you know, certain houses and doing certain activities and, and you know, whether it's the, the cleaning products you use, the candles you use, the whatever it is, well, the parents who are being exposed to those toxins are also exposed to the kids to the toxins and, and, and the kids will likely carry on that process like, oh, my mom used this cleaning product. I'm going to use this cleaning product too. We used to burn this candle all the time. We're going to burn this candle, right? So now we're seeing how we're getting exposed to some of those toxins over and over and over. And I said it uh, on a previous podcast, the, it, the babies and the children are so much more sensitive to those toxins, right? And not only are they getting the the exposure during a, a pivotal time in their life, but they're ex- they they have they're they're born with this, right? Like they were inside mom, and mom was getting exposed to that, so they were exposed in before they were even out in the world, right? So even though those toxins are out in the world, they're still getting exposed. And does that make someone get fat or get? No, not necessarily. But does it play a role? Is it a contributing factor? Absolutely. And can it be? mitigated and controlled to some extent yes right and that's why i harp on it so significantly because you can absolutely mitigate in your immediate environment some of those uh, environmental toxins you know we're not going to dive too too deep into them but the other thing too is like when we get those toxins in the body your body doesn't want them you know floating around in the blood so it wants to try to get rid of them and a lot of times in our modern world people's people's livers are congested or backed up so if it can't quickly be processed and excreted, you know, through the liver, then in, in, in poop, pee, sweat, whatever, you're, it's just going to, you know, be pushed right into your fat cell. It's like, all right, well, we don't have to worry about it if it goes there. So then it gets your, your fat cells really hold on to those toxins. So then if you already have a situation where you've become overweight or obese and we haven't done anything to stop the, the, the inflow of toxins, it's going to be very hard to shed that weight. So yes, it can be an uphill battle to lose weight, even if you're doing all the things, nutrition, exercise, if we haven't addressed the incoming toxins, because now, 
I'm trying to get rid of this toxin that's in a fat cell, but I'm just getting more in. So now the fat cell is holding onto the toxin more and I have to wait till I offload the toxins first before I can, can shed that. So if you're not doing it to some extent addressing that, then it, it definitely needs to be a piece of it. You know, so it's not just, oh, I need to eat cleaner. I need to exercise. No, it's a whole thing, you know, and, and you could say the same thing about stress levels. Say, say the same thing about sleep, right? If someone's not sleeping adequately, we're not going to be able to, you know, get rid of all that stuff. So it, it's it's the whole picture for sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in, in kind of talking about in, in terms of what do I deal with first, I think that, you know, like Nick was talking about, there's there's like a cascade effect and there's like so many things that can predispose you to whether it's overeating um, or eating certain foods. Um, and I think finding out what that is first is super important. You know, like for example, if um, somebody has like anxiety or depression, you know, some people eat for that coping mechanism. It's just normal, right? Um, so how can we help our overeating? Well, we probably have to address the anxiety and depression first, yeah. right? So yeah. um, this is not just to say, okay, you need to just find like this lifestyle that works the best for you nutritionally, but you know, how can we go about this and find the root cause of the problem and then build off of that um, and, and yeah. gradually, you know, yeah. kind of improve your Yeah, for sure. And, and those, those the, the environmental toxins are a great place to start for anybody because it's, it's simple. I mean, talk about air quality. Uh, I mean, yes, you should be um, keeping keeping a good, you know, kind of clean, relatively clean house environment and making sure you're not getting, um, you know, just, just leaks that create mold and that kind of stuff. But if you want to increase the air quality in your house, because modern houses are, are like, I've said this, like Tupperwares, you can you can get an air purifier, right? And and most of them are, are relatively affordable. Yeah, it's an expense you have to continue to pay because you got to get new filters every so often. But, you know, it's something that immediately you can in, improve the air you're breathing in day in, day out. We spend the vast majority of our times in our homes. So, you know, that is one thing that you can do. Another thing you can do, just get outside more. You know, it's the winter up here in New England, so it's a little more challenging. But if you get outside more, you're breathing more of the fresh air. The, the I know we talk about air pollution, but the, the outside air is so much less polluted than your in, inside air. You know, and then if you're doing other things like, you know, synthetic cleaning agents and, and these chemicals or you're lighting, um, you know, these these modern candles, you know, that aren't, that are, are, are laced with all these like petroleum-based things and, and other chemicals in them that, that they just burn off and, and put fumes into the air, right? So now you're adding to the situation so you can remove that too. So some of it's just addition through subtraction, right? You just improve your health by removing some of your environmental factors. And all it is is quick, you know, quick plug-in of a credit card on, on a website on Amazon to get these things. So we don't have to say, oh, you know what, you need to start you know, meal prepping on Sunday, you need to do this, eat this, eat this. No, like we could start here and you might immediately start to feel better. And then now that you feel a little bit better from those easy, easy changes, well, now you're more engaged in the process, right? A lot of times I think we start with nutrition and it's so, it can be, it's one of the more challenging pieces. People just get frustrated and they, they, they fall off the wagon because their frustration gets to them. Well, if we, if we intervene in the other areas where now we're just immediately, you know, making this change. I think it can be very, very powerful for, um, you know, pe people sticking to and, and their adherence to to a, a, a new health health process, new health journey. Yeah, and there's sure. so much information out there. Like, yeah. number one, not only this podcast, but, I mean, it's like, it's out 
it's on Google. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, everywhere right? It's everywhere. Like, yeah. um, and that's like, I don't want to say it's new, but it's pretty new for, for the most part in terms of, you know, our awareness of, of how, you know, bad some of these toxins, toxins can be. And, you know, I, I hadn't made that switch until like probably the last like year and a half, two years to- total. So, um, even for me, it's super, super new. So, uh, again, not really too much of an excuse here. There's definitely an easy way to change some of these like habits, but you know, now there's so much more information out there, like utilize the information. Like we didn't know about this stuff 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Some people turned out okay, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If well, you and, can, and, yeah. And make it gradual it. because the, at the end of the day, it, I don't want people to get scared by this either. So you can certainly, your body has the mechanisms in place to deal with these toxins. The issue nowadays is we are overloaded, right? So the system is backed up because there's too many. So the more we can remove from our immediate environment, the better, right? So now you're, you're taking in less. So the processing can happen more seamlessly. So it's, it's, it's trying to reduce the overload, right? Your body can deal with a lot of these toxins, you know, some of them worse than others and everyone's different. So everyone's going to process better. You know, some, some people won't feel any symptoms. Some people will feel a ton of symptoms from some of these toxins and, and you may not even know that you're getting some of the symptoms. So everybody's different in that regard. So it's, it's start small, you know, the, the air quality is an easy place to start because once you get the air purification, you know, system, uh, air doctor is a very, very, um, popular one out there. Once you get it, Okay, cool. Just get the get the new filter every three months or whatever they recommend, and you you do that, and it's it's just it's going, you know. And then another one would be something like, um, uh, you know, the 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 tap water, right? Like we're not trying not to drink tap water, so we get a, a filter that filters out most of the toxins that you would find in the tap water, right? So now those are quick, simple changes. And then something that might take more, you know, effort would be changing the beauty products, and and because maybe you want to make your own, you want to do some DIY stuff, so it's um, you know, more, more affordable. So that stuff may take more time, may take more practice. So you do that gradually over time, but start with the, start with the easy stuff, you know, and, and same thing. Another easy one is Wi-Fi, right? Like I've talked a little bit on a previous podcast about the radiation from Wi-Fi and the, um, you know, inflammatory cascade that it can, uh, produce in the, the human body. Well, you know, shut your Wi-Fi off at night. Super simple, right? Super simple. There's other things that you can get to help shield yourself from it using, um, you know, quantum energy and things like that. And yeah, that's a little bit more intensive, a little bit more, um, work, more expensive, but you could shut your Wi-Fi off at night, put your uh, phone on airplane mode. Boom. You just, you just helped reduce that, that, um, the amount of exposure to that that you're getting. So start with the simple stuff and, and, and gradually build off that for sure. Um, interesting study that actually just popped into my mind talking about Wi-Fi. There was a crazy study on bees, and they literally um, had two beehives, and they put a um, cell phone in each beehive. One cell phone they left off for 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 good 24 hours a day. It was just off, but it was in there. And then the other beehive, they turned the cell phone on. I think it was only for five, maybe ten. It wasn't much more than that. Five or ten minutes a day. That's it. Then it was off the rest of the time. So 23 hours and 55 minutes, it was it was off five minutes it was on. And if, if you know anything about bees, bees never abandon their queen. They will die for their queen. They abandoned the queen in, the, in the one. Yeah. That the cell phone was left on for five minutes. They said, Nope, we out. And they left the queen. The other beehive, no change at all. The so queen fo- stayed? The, yeah, well, the, the queen dies with the hive, oh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so, right. um, yeah, they just said, Nope, we out. See a queen. We're going to find another queen. 
Um, or we're going to dub someone else a queen. Uh, <laughs> so they ditched the queen, which is like, I guess, unheard of in, in the world of bees. And uh, the other one where the phone was off, they just kept carrying on. They just worked around the phone. And, but because it wasn't off, it wasn't emitting that radiation. But as soon as they were exposed at all, five minutes a day, they were exposed to it. They dipped out. Why did they choose the Which bees? Was there a certain reason for that? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if it's 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 has to do with them, um, you know, working they off some like radio frequency yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea why they chose the huh. bees, but I know that there's other like you know reports and case reports, and 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 there's more studies coming out with other animals like birds it, yeah. where where there's cell towers. Yeah, birds yeah, yeah, move yeah. their nests uh, away from that. that. Makes sense. And it's it's usually a radiation a, a radius thing. So like. They oh we're too close to it. Let's just move a little bit farther away. So it's not like they're flying to, you know, Florida. Like <laughs> you know they're not yeah, migrating really, away from really. it. They're just like oh we're a little too close to the cell tower. Let's just move away. Yeah. We feel some stuff, you know. So sure. it, other animals tend to be a little bit more in tune with yeah. their body oh, than totally, humans. Totally, so, thousand percent. Yeah. So it, and and again, this isn't to say that oh cell tower next to me. I need to go live away. No, not necessarily. That's not that's not the reality of it. But can you can you mitigate that influence? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we've got people out there that are probably thinking, all right, I want to do this now, but we've got Christmas coming up. We've got New Year's coming up. What am I going to do about that? Do I just wait until the new year and just carry on with what I'm doing? No, that's not the correct <laughs> yeah, answer. You no. should start now if you want to start now. Yeah. But I think there's certain things that you could do during the holidays. For and sure. and for we sure. asked a couple of our patients and clients were like, hey, we're going to do a podcast soon on the end of the year. What do you want us to talk about? They're like, how, how do you navigate the holidays? Yeah. I feel like we've done that before. But you know yeah. what? Let's do it again yeah. uh, because maybe everybody missed the the Thanksgiving one that we did last yeah, year or whatnot. Year, yeah. um, so I think it's good to go over it again in terms of like certain things that you should be aware of, you know, certain things not to, um, you know, feel bad about. But also, like, I think we need to, like, hone in on what, like, maybe 8 to 10 or something yeah. like that. Last things. year, so the that, that podcast was the, um, um, yeah, the Thanksgiving, the... The turkey day tips. Yeah, turkey One. day tips. Yeah. So I don't remember. It was like 26, 27, yeah. something like that. Something it was, like that. Yeah, you, it, you can find it. It's called turkey day tips, or I believe. But we had 10, 10 steps, you know, 10, 10 kind of just bullet points, you know, stick stick to this if you can. It'll really, really help you get through the holidays. Because the reality of it is, is is part of your health journey and part of us as, as humans, we are very much... Um, uh, 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 we're 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 pack animals. Like we're 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 tribal animals. We we tend to be in in bands of, you know, a couple dozen people. Like that's that's our 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 good number. Do we have the capacity and the space to, you know, be in a community with thousands? I don't know. It seems to be in in, in some of these studies that that's too stressful. So nonetheless, your your group, close friends, family, of your you know couple dozen, is the people that you need to be engaging with regularly as part of a, you know, optimal health process for sure. So the holidays allow us to do that. So number one, enjoy yourself, like have, have fun because the, the benefits that you're getting from being with loved ones is so vastly impactful and, and, and helpful. So don't get too caught up in that and don't be like, Oh, I'm not going to go to this because I don't want to be exposed to, to the food and uh, the drinks and, and whatever, because there are other ways that you can help manage that stuff, but enjoy yourself. That's number one for sure. We would never say don't don't do that. Okay, um, but then subsequently to that, you know, our, our second step was um, 
that this is kind of two and three together, but it could be considered A and B. So don't over-restrict yourself, but also don't overindulge, right? So you want to be somewhere in the middle, right? So don't over-restrict yourself because that that can can kind of skew your your relationship with food if you over-restrict yourself. Um, it, it's the way I, the analogy I like to use, it's, it's, it's the glass half empty approach, right? So if you're over restricting yourself, everything's doom and gloom. It's like, nope, I got to over, I can't eat that. I can't do that. You know, once you start saying that your, your relationship with food is becoming very negative. And once it's negative, that is doing other things in your brain that, you know, the way you behave, the way you act, the way you talk, that just, it's not good. So don't over restrict, but also don't overindulge. You don't need to eat you know, full sir. If there's a variety of food, right? We, yeah. If you want to try everything, just have less of a serving of everything, right? Like you don't need a full serving of everything. You don't need doubles of everything. If if you want to, um, you know, enjoy all the food or try all the food, just have a little bit of each, right? Like you can certainly do it. You don't need to, um, you know, say, oh, I'm gonna try every single pie. Let me get a full slice of each. No, there's there's a such thing as a little sliver of pie. It's a it's <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a thing, you know. So. The whole like ah screw it mentality, um, it's it's in that regard, it's like ah screw it, I'm just gonna eat it all. Uh, you don't want that either. So you don't want the too much negativity, but you don't want so much positivity, I guess you could say, that you're just like ah forget it. Today's out of the you know out the bag. So um, the, that's that's a huge thing with regard to the food. Um, last year, step four we had was get good sleep. Super important. Um, you should be getting good sleep all the time, but it's it's. A notorious thing that inevitably during party times, holiday times, people get less sleep because, you know, they stay up a little later, um, they're traveling a little bit more. So inevitably people's sleep schedules get messed up. And when it comes to sleep, consistency reigns supreme. Hey, with anything, consistency reigns supreme. But with sleep, consistency in your schedule is huge for hormones, you know, your body's detoxification, um, regrowing tissues, muscles, tendons, ligaments, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, in a situation of the holidays when, yeah, you might stay up a little bit later, try to, and this, this can be tough for people, but try to get up at the same time you normally would. Right. And then if you want to get more sleep, take a nap. So get up, get out of bed, do some stuff. Don't just lay in bed on your phone, get up, do some things you normally would. You don't necessarily have to go get your coffee. So it wakes you up a little bit more, but get up, do a couple things around the house and then go back to sleep. Because you want to start that 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 you know that that same kind of circadian process that you would every other day, you know. And then same thing if you're able to go to bed at the same time and you're like, oh, I'm gonna sleep in tomorrow, um, you know. If you're gonna sleep in, go to bed at the same time you normally would, um, just so you have one of the time frames on the front end or the back end at the same time. But if you are going to you know, interfere with both time frames. Try to keep it in within like a thirty to sixty minute window, so you're not just blowing that circadian clock out of the out of the water. You know, and that's going to help with yeah, getting good sleep is going to help with your immune response. That's a huge topic around Christmas nowadays. You know, in the last three years, um, it, you know, oh, is everyone healthy? Is everyone saying who's who's coughing on who? You know, so if you're getting good sleep, your immune system's you know primed and ready to go. Okay, so. You don't have to worry about that. I think this is the time last year where we talked about that the, the study from 2020 on the flu vaccine and how the um, the people who got less than yeah less than seven hours um, the the vaccine effectiveness was was like half like it was cut in half, which is ridiculous. And by vaccine effectiveness was the amount of antibodies. So they had literally half the antibodies as someone who got more than seven hours of sleep. 
So it's so impactful on your, your immune system. Yeah, and I think not even just for the holidays, but I mean, this is one of those, people think it's a little rock, but it's actually a pretty big rock. And it's definitely on the top. I mean, if I would say even top like three most important things that you should be considering, like when you're doing or making this journey, because um, like Nick said, I mean, even if it is Saturday or Sunday and you don't work on the weekends, I've done this over the last few years and I've found it to be like super beneficial ever, ever since going through that sleep course because I had never done it before then is, you know, getting up at the same time every day, you know, and it's made a huge difference because it does, it does mess up your circadian rhythm. Yeah, for it does, sure, for sure. you know, so if I normally wake up at five or five 30, you know, um, during the week, I try to get up at five 30 or so, like on the weekends as well. That way I'm on the same routine, you know, everything's the same. I go to bed the same time, you know, and like Nick said, you know, you make those modifications. If you think that you're going to be up a little bit later or you want to get like yeah. a longer sleep yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And some people might be like, well, I don't have time to nap the next day. Okay, if you don't have time to nap, still get up at the same time and just plan your day accordingly. So if you didn't get as much sleep last night, should you be going and crushing your body in the gym? Probably not. Right. Right. Should you be then trying to burn the candle on both ends and then going out and having a crazy day the next day? Probably not. Right. So still get up at the same time so you maintain the, the circadian rhythm. But you need to plan the next day accordingly if you're not going to get quite as much sleep just for that day. You know, but if you can squeeze the nap and that can certainly, certainly be helpful. Um, yeah. Um, next one we had was, um, and this was more, more my one just cause I, I like this, but a lot of people would say like, oh, don't, don't fast. You're just punishing yourself, you know, just because of the holidays. I think if you want, if you, if, if you like fasting, if, if you want to fast a little bit, yeah, feel free to utilize the fasting period of, you know, during the holidays. You're probably going to eat more at your, your big party meals, right? So if you wanted to fast before that, it's totally fine to do. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're using it, just know what you're using it for. You're using it because I'm going to eat a ton later. I don't want to eat a ton like now and then, you know, also eat more later. Okay, fine. But if you're using it like as punishment, um, you know, to say, oh my gosh, like I'm going to fast tomorrow because of what I did today. That's not a good reason to do it. You know, and I'm not a huge proponent. I've said this before. I'm not a huge proponent of the everyday intermittent fasting as much as periodic fasting so every so often you do you know a longer fast you know 16 plus hours usually i would say 20 20 or so hours or more but um you know that seems to work better and is more consistent with with our our, our evolution as 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 humans um but it's 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 the type of thing all animals do and and i talked about this last year where um the the studies on all mammals that when they're fasted they actually tend to be more energized and more active whereas when they're fed they're they're just chilling they're sedentary right so you could utilize that to your your advantage on on the holidays when you're like oh man i don't want to go to the gym well if you fast you might feel be like oh man i got to go i got to go get this energy out right so you could work in your favor you don't know that um, until you try it. And, um, the other thing I would say is, uh, the German proverb fasting today makes the food good tomorrow. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can certainly use it for that. Don't, don't get too caught up, but it has to be for the right reasons, right? Like I said, it can't be that negativity of, of the, the, uh, over restricting type of mindset where it's like, oh, I'm going to fast to punish myself. No, that's not good. You're not doing it for that reason. Yeah. I right? think I would agree with you. I think that, you know, it gets a bad rap just because of it's people are, are, using it the wrong way, you know, like you said, you know, people are giving themselves a window to get all this food in or not get any food in it at all. You know what I mean? So they're in, they're in the chlor they're in, they're in a uh, restriction in terms of their calories every single day. 
and they're doing it to lose weight, it's not the right way yeah. to do it. The way I love to think about fasting is is because of all those toxins we mentioned before, you know, that your body's overloaded with those all the time. If you do a, a longer fasting every every so often, whether it's once a week, every other week, once a month, it gives your body a chance to really work on those those toxins because you're not adding anything else in from a you know nutrient calorie standpoint. So you give yourself a, an opportunity to detox a little bit and flush some stuff out. Yeah, you might still be exposed to other toxins like the radiation from Wi-Fi and whatnot, but you're giving your body an opportunity to um, detox some of that stuff and, and flush out some of the, the junk, you know, and get that out. So you can certainly fast for that reason, right? Like I'm exposing myself to more toxins over the holidays. Let me, you know, let me detox a little bit and help with that, that, that process of, of detoxification and kind of reset the system. You know, that's a worthwhile reason too, you know, so helping, helping the body detoxify is, is, is powerful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which brings um, us to our next one. Yeah. Monitor your alcohol intake. <laughs> yeah. Huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Uh, we're not saying don't drink alcohol, right? right. Uh, uh, we're not going to go into the, the research here, but there is actually some 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 positive research. I mean, you, you hear about the Mediterranean diet all the time. Oh, red wine. It's like, no, don't think of it as like, oh, I need to drink alcohol every day for, for health because of this diet. No. I mean, that, that diet has, has plenty of flaws. Um, and that's for a different, different topic. But, um, you know, Everything in moderation, you know, and alcohol, it couldn't be more true for that. So uh, the, the the issue becomes when alcohol becomes excessive, um, not only is it going to disrupt things like hormones, circadian rhythm, you know, that your, your next night's sleep, all that kind of stuff, but it disrupts everything else. You tend to overeat more. You tend to exercise less. You tend right? So all the other stuff kind of wavers off. So yeah, enjoy yourself. Have, have fun with your family, your friends, but don't go crazy. You know, there's no, no need to, to just, um, you know, get after it and pretend you're in college again. It's, it's really, there's really not, not a need for that, you know, and if you do want to do it and, 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 you know, you feel that there's a need for it, I mean, don't do it every day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. right? Like don't, don't continue that, that, um, yeah. that, that, that process, but yeah, no, just, just everything in moderation, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you're, it will come up around the holidays. And it's not to say you need to be over restrictive about it, but um, you, you shouldn't overindulge either. And, you know, if you are a person that um, doesn't drink at all for a particular reason, you know, I know there's plenty of people out there. Great. Don't let the holidays and people health shaming you um, tell you otherwise. Right. Like you have a, a, a specific reason for not drinking. That's I think that's awesome. OK, I think that's great. And yeah, that that it certainly influences your health in a good way. Don't let people health shame you into having a drink or, you know, not, or feeling bad about that. It's crazy. So yeah, just everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next couple, don't try to exercise off your big meals. Please don't do that. People like don't, don't use exercise as punishment. If you want to exercise after a big meal, like the next day, probably you're probably not going to do it right after. Um, uh, great. I think that's, I think that's awesome. You know, it's, 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 um, uh, it, it's, if you can, the next part too, is if you can fit in your normal exercise routine, absolutely do it. Right. Yes. A lot of people may take time off for the holidays because you're busy or you're traveling or whatever, and that's okay too. But, you know, I think we have this weird, you know, perception about exercise around the holidays. And, and, you know, if you want to exercise, great. <laughs> if you don't want to exercise, 
cool, right? So don't, but don't use it as punishment and don't, don't not do it if you want to do it because no one else in the family is doing it. Again, a health shaming thing. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm going to the gym. And people are like, oh, why are you going to the gym right now? Right? Like, that's not cool. So um, if you want to go to the gym and that's part of what you like to do, great do it. If you're like, no, I could really use the time off and I want to take this time off. Yeah. Okay. You, you probably earned that too. You know? So, um, it, it, either way, just, just, you know, don't, don't have a negative reason for it. That's all. Yeah. And, and I, and this kind of goes along with the, uh, with the sleep as well and kind of getting back to routine. Um, and I'll talk from experience just from yesterday, just because yesterday, um, we had uh, delivery of roast beef and, uh, three pizzas, which, yeah. Um, is it, probably not the most they healthy were, meal. They were small pieces, but um, okay. they were small pizzas, but the roast beefs were huge. The roast beefs um, were huge. Yeah. They were big roast beefs. <laughs> so, um, let's just say that we kind of all ate probably a little bit more than a portion that we would typically eat. Uh, for me, it was probably another 2000 calories that I would not normally eat during <laughs> that day. Um, but I will say this, I didn't change what I ate the rest of the day. I still ate. Uh, well, I ate four hours later instead of three. Um, and then I still had, <laughs> changed it a little my, bit, yeah. I still changed it a little bit. And then I still had my, my meal before I went to bed. So it's like, don't like change it. Don't change your whole routine either, because now you're kind of going into fasting territory, especially if it's not something your body's used to. So, um, now can you modify what you eat? Yes. Maybe Absolutely. you'll change your serving size in your next meal, yeah. but get something in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your body needs to feel that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it, again, it's, not to say that we're and don't do that every day, right? Like we're not going to have pizza and roast beef every day. We 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 just it was part of our our little um, Christmas gift for Chad. So it, we we enjoyed it. We all had fun, and the positive uh, feelings we all had by enjoying that together was fantastic, right? Yeah. And that's 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 the best thing we got out of that. Yeah. You know. And now we're back to our regular scheduled programming. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Can't beat yourself um, up over it. Yeah. Go for a lot of walks around the holidays. Just yes. do it. You know, walking yes. after a meal is so beneficial. Yep. So do it. It, it, it improves your postprandial, which is post-eating, um, but glucose levels. So especially if you are insulin uh, resistant or diabetic, walking after a meal is a good strategy anyway. But walking after a meal that's bigger than usual can help your body process that for sure. So um, it, it's 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 fantastic. And then the last thing, this is big for us, make sure your protein's in, in check. So protein intake, we talk about a lot of times, it, aiming for one gram per pound is, is, a, is a great metric for most. One, one gram per pound of, of ideal body weight. So whatever you know, your, your personal ideal body weight is, you can certainly do one gram per pound of your current body weight, but sometimes that's, that's a little more challenging for people to get to if they're not huge on um, you know, protein sources like meat. Um, but keeping your protein in check will do a, a bunch of wonderful things. It will not only help you maintain and, and continue to gain muscle mass if that's what you're doing at that time, but it will also make you more satiated. So you'll have the, the tendency to overeat less because you are fuller versus if you go up and you're like, oh man, the mac and cheese was great. The potatoes were great. This, you know, you get all the carbs, you'll probably be able to keep eating and then you'll be able to crush multiple slices of pie because you're just not as full as you would be if you ate protein. So keep your protein high. Um, pretty much 365 days a year, um, you know, and, and you will be better off for it for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are great tips right before the holiday, um, and kind of navigating the holiday in terms of, you know, with all of these, uh, amazing meals that you're going to be kind of facing. Um, I will say, um, that even though 
I f- did not feel health shamed in eating the pizza and the roast beef. They know it's my kryptonite, so um, I don't feel bad about it. Um, and like Nick was saying, you cannot eat it. Uh, and one day isn't going to hurt. One meal, for that matter, isn't going to change your life. Yeah. Um, but if it's one meal every single day, yeah. that's a different story. It's yeah. just consistency. Is or, or if the one meal, like what you've been doing great for the last couple of weeks, and one meal knocks you off the wagon. You can certainly have a meal and still be on the wagon, right? Like you, you don't have to fall off just because of the one meal. So uh, a lot of people deal with that too, where they've been making strides over the course of weeks. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, yeah, no, I messed up and, and I don't think I can get back on. It's like, no, you absolutely can just get right back on, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's super important. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I want to take this time to talk about your experience that you had yesterday oh, at the grocery yeah. store. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting um, about that. You I did. know, I know. I wanted yeah. to finish with that, and then I want to talk about an experience that I actually had at the gym this morning, which actually rolls in perfect with this podcast. Oh, um, not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, and we'll just close it out after that. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I texted Chad immediately because I was like, dude, this <laughs> needs to be mentioned on the podcast <laughs> because we're talking about um, the, st- the current state of our, our health culture and how... Um, backwards it is and so i went to the grocery store yesterday in and out it was pretty busy but uh, you know i'm kind of in a rush get back home and and i'm moving fast and all of a sudden like double double glance this woman pulls off to the side after she leaves immediately leaves the grocery store she's got a cart full of you know you you could probably guess what's in there it's your it's your most common you know american goods your your processed foods oreos everything in box boxes and bags like nothing fresh right so everything that that is very, very common in our country and more common in our country than other countries. And nonetheless, she pulls off to the side and she digging through her purse and out of her purse comes this bright pink bottle. Boom, Pepto-Bismol. And she just starts <laughs> slugging the bottle of Pepto-Bismol. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if that's not the epitome of, of America oh. right now. I don't know what it is. So basically, you're eating all this junk, this processed food, you're living off of it. And you're like, oh, no, I feel great. Like, I don't need to change anything, but you need Pepto-Bismol in order to f- feel somewhat normal, right? Like, you, you literally, that's a that's a medication. Like, that medication has effects on you. It can have side effects. And you, it, the medication shouldn't be taken every day. If you're keeping that in your purse and you're drinking out of a bottle, you're probably taking it every day. So that's a problem, right? <laughs> and she was taking it in, uh, like, as a prep. To go home and, and eat Maybe, whatever was Maybe. I have cart. no like, idea. Like the, yeah, like the appetizer. I have no idea. But nonetheless, like that's a problem. And and the fact that we don't think of that as a problem, your doctor would, you know, might be like, oh, yeah, no, just keep taking Pepto-Bismol for that, the, those symptoms you get after you eat. Like, why are we not trying to dive deeper into this? Why do I need Pepto-Bismol to get through my meals, right? Or even just to get through the grocery store? Um, like, I don't know. Maybe she was eating stuff at the grocery store, too. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe she opened up one of her... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sleep Oreos or something. That's crazy. No, I, it was it was wild though. I was like, what is going on? What is? I need to get out of here. Yeah, and and this is like something that we're talking about because it's like, if she's doing it, I'm sure other people are doing it, right? Like, and you know, knowing that that's probably not an okay thing to do. Most people are probably, probably doing it in the comfort of their yeah. own homes. Yeah. But she's got I no mean, shame. She's got no shame yeah. at all. Which hey, respect, <laughs> respect it. it. Right? Respect yeah. it. Yeah. But at the same time, like we got to reassess here. Reassess that like your your individual health like what can we change and i think it with with that woman yeah we we certainly could change the environment 
talk about the air purifier, but I think we need to start with the Pepto-Bismol and see how can we modify your nutrition to make you consume less Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> I think it's probably where I'd start with her. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So I'm on the other end of the spectrum. So I actually started going to the gym, not like for the first time, but um, I was working out in the clinic for a while. And about maybe one or two months ago-ish, yes. a month and a half or so, I started going to the gym next door, not, not only because um, I like the gym, but they're they're making a lot of changes over there. But I also get to get out of the clinic. Uh, they got more var- vari- variation there in terms of exercises, like machines and stuff, because I do use some machines. I know, taboo. Um, but anyways. <laughs> um, different podcast. Yeah, different podcast, yeah. So I was, uh, I was in there. I was doing one exercise, and this guy comes up to me. Um, and it doesn't happen to me very often. Um, but so I give respect to this guy that came up to me because I, I don't do that. I couldn't do that to some random person. Right. And, um, this guy's definitely like, he looks like he is taking charge of his health. Like he was in good shape himself, not like insane shape. Right. But like respectable, you know? And, uh, he came up to me and he said, Hey, I just want to, um, I just want to say that you look, you look amazing. I'm like, thanks bro. He goes, dude, I've been I've been watching you in here for like the last three weeks, and I just wanted to come up to you and just say that I respect everything that you do. And I'm like, dude, that was awesome. Thank you, man. And I was like, you look great yourself. So it's like it's a mutual thing, um, but it's also a motivational thing, right? Yeah. Like it's not yeah. only motivational for me, but obviously it was motivational yeah. for him. So um, I don't feel bad about what I do, um, and I don't – I don't well, – how's the way to put this? Like I don't feel bad that I take such good of my, care of my health and look the way that I do. Um, because it influences other people for sure, you know? Um, and I think the right way to go about something and to somebody as well, like instead of going up to them and asking them, oh, why are you eating that? Yeah. You know, if you don't want to say something nice, don't say it at all. But yeah. if it's somebody that you have respect for, you should go up to them if you really care enough and tell them that you respect what they're doing, yeah. you know? Because yeah. um, that carries a lot of weight for them. Yeah. You know, for me, it made me feel pretty good, you know? Um, and it, and it's it just it kind of almost makes you think like how many more people are feeling influenced by what I do. I mean, we, yeah. we see it all the time yeah. in the clinic, right? Like how we eat, like some people change their, their diets yeah. based on how we're eating. Cause or they, they add certain it. things in or they yeah, add for sure. Things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, it's all part of this motivational and this, and this influence that we have on people. And you don't have to have like a million followers on Instagram and be an influencer to influence people. You know what I mean? If they trust you and they see you and they, you influence them. That's just what it is, you yeah. know? And that's the way our, our health culture should be. We should be absolutely motivating every, each other to, to improve our health journey every day. Not this current, you know, state of uh, shaming people who are doing it and allowing everyone else to continue on the unhealthy path that they're on, right? And it comes from the top first, like from our providers, from our primary care physicians, from our physical therapists, from from all those people, even the trainers out there. Like we should be motivating our patients, our clients, our loved ones to, you know, make, make some changes, you know, especially if um, they're in a bad, bad place where they need to make a lot of changes, you know, because even Chad and myself, we're still making changes. Like we can still make changes too. And hopefully that, you know, you guys got that from this, that we are still making changes and we're trying to, you know, work with other people. Like Chad's talked about this on the podcast, like he's working with specialists to make changes to his health journey as well right now. So, you know, we're, we're seeking help from other people too. It's not just, we're not just standing up on this pedestal and saying like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this, like, you know, you got to eat this protein. Like, yeah, we're big on that piece of it, but, um, we're not, we're not trying to be looking down on, on, on people and saying, oh yeah, you guys got to get like us. Not at all. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to motivate, we're trying to help you, 
um, along your own journey, like other people have helped us. Like right. that's it, you know? Right. I love it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else to say. No, I yeah, mean, I think we closed. Yeah, it. we could. I had some statistics diving in, but yeah. I don't even want. I don't even want to get doom and gloom right now. Like some of it, some <laughs> no, of it's no. scary on diabetes Let's leave on a good and, note. and deficiencies. Yeah, we don't even for sure. Well, we could do another podcast. Um, I did have a rabbit hole too that I was gonna. I was gonna ask you what rabbit hole you've been down because I've been down a rabbit hole. Okay, but we'll save that for okay. another one too. All right, all right. Because it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, rabbit holes down. could take time. So. Rabbit holes can take time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, um, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and um, hope hope those tips are helpful for you guys. And, and um, you know, start that health journey today. Don't wait till 2023. Start today. Start small. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProformPTMA.com or on social media at ProformPTMA. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.